Welcome to Life Continuing, conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Canadian physician Dr. Divi is an internationally recognized expert in mind-body medicine and the founder of the Center of Mind-Body-Spirit Medicine in Vancouver, BC. A family physician turned intuitive coach, Dr. Divi facilitates her clients and students in self-healing, creating more abundance and success in their lives. She is a celebrated author, frequent media guest, and TEDx speaker. Here's my conversation with Dr. Divi about the universal laws, including the law of attraction, the signs in our environment that guide us, and how awakening our intuition leads to abundance and inner peace. You're a medical doctor, and then you transition to become an intuitive coach. I am so intrigued as to how that all came about. I always say to people, jokingly, I say to people, it happened by accident. Um, I was luckily very young when I graduated medical school, I was 25. And then um, like a really long story short, I got quite sick. And one of the things that helped me, I was 28, 30 when I got sick. The main thing that helped me was yoga. And being type A, I went off and learned yoga. And then I actually opened a yoga studio in my 30s. And when I was running the yoga studio, I knew that running it was not necessarily going to end as my ending career, but it was going to be to the next thing, not knowing what the next thing was. And then when you're, when you teach yoga full time, and definitely when you're practicing yoga full time, there's changes that are occurring in the neurochemistry of your brain. And so my intuition started to go up dramatically. And then as I was winding down that career, I started to take some intuitive courses simply because I was noticing it in my own life. And I was like, hmm, what's this thing? And then um, the next thing I knew a few years later, I was, I started intuitive coaching. Literally, it was not, it was, it was not a plan. And I thought um, my main thing in medicine and classic medicine was I always knew there was something different going on. Other than this person has constipation, this person has back pain. Why do they have that? And I discovered as now in my early 40s that using intuition, I could track what the emotion of the thought was. And I was finding it could help clients figuring out that thought and emotion and learning how to shift it. And then that began my career about 10 years ago. That's incredible. Now let's, let's go back to, let's define intuition just sure. to make sure we're all on the same page. So what's intuition? Lots of different definitions. Um, the most classic definition for your listeners is it's your sixth sense. It's that part of us that knows things without logical reasoning. And we've all experienced it. Okay. Most people can relate to, they've walked into a party and they know whether she should stay or go, what part of the room to go to. Okay. Another example for most people's is the butterflies in their stomach when they meet their partner or like that knowing that this is the person I'm going to marry. Everyone's experienced intuition, but the thing about intuition is it's a knowing without logical sense. Like it's not like you don't get that feeling, marry this person and there's a list behind it. <laughs> it's just a knowing. And that's how I define intuition. Yeah. Okay. And then, so for intuitive coaching, I mean, what's the process? What kind of um, parameters do you use? What kind of guidelines do you use? I know I did read your book. You don't look psychic. Amazing book, by the way. Um, and that does explain about the hermetic principles, which we don't have to go through all of them because sure. there's a lot of information there, but maybe we can touch on a couple. But first, if you want to explain how you support people with intuitive coaching. So with intuitive coaching for myself, and I know for Lynette Brown, the woman I co-wrote the book with, and a lot of the people we train to become intuitive coaches, a lot of us work with clients regularly. 
you know, for three months, six months, years. And typically what happens is the client comes in telling us what happened the week or two before. And then using intuition, we help them to understand why that happened, what's going on in their thoughts and emotions that quote unquote created that or are piece to that, and then teaching them how to heal it if it's something that's not working for them. Okay. And also how to use energy to create more of what you want. Right. But it is a, a the best way to put it to Tanya is it's a very deep dive into all of who you are, your thoughts, your emotions, your beingness. And it's it's really it, the best way I can put it is it's not surface. It takes a person to really go within and create their connection with their source, their divine, their spirit. And it's a process. Like I have clients I've worked with for over a decade, right? Because what happens is their life improves. Like someone might come to see me for pain. The next thing they know, they're working on their relationship, their money conversation. And they just, it, it, I've worked with a co I've worked with the woman I co-wrote the book with Lynette for over a decade because it does get addictive for lack of a better word to not just heal your stories and your ancestral stories, but also to create wins. So yeah, it's fun. Wow. Yeah. It sounds fun. So the hermetic principles, can you yes. give a brief summary if possible about <laughs> what those are? <laughs> okay. So most people have heard, for example, of the universal law of attraction, right? And so similar just for the general listeners, there's more than just that universal law. And there's a whole section in the book on the universal laws and the hermetic principles. And when used together, you actually start to understand, quote unquote, why everything happens in the world. And everything, hermetic principles, and with the covered in goosebumps, so obviously you want to hear this and your listeners want to hear this, everything starts with mind. Everything starts with thought. And if I take it a little bit deeper, what we don't understand as humans is that we are actually plugged in to the universal mind, the mind of the oneness. And there's, we are also plugged in to the divine mind, spirit mind, what some people might call, call God's mind. And that word rubs you the wrong way, throw that out. The universe mind. And when we access thoughts from that mind, we are literally in alignment. And then that is the energy that goes out and creates. So the hermetic principles are all based on everything is thought. Everything starts from there. Yeah. You talked about the law of attraction versus the law of resonance. Yes. And I wanted to highlight those two for obvious reasons that you, you wrote about in your book. Can you, can you describe the difference between the two and why we need to have them together? Right. So one of the things um, for, you know, the law of attraction work is phenomenal. Most people have heard of the Abraham Hicks work. We talk about it actually in the book. But a lot of people, when they study the Abraham work, they get into a lot of fear. Okay. I got a fender bender. What did I do that, that I caused it? Or I have this pain or I have this cancer. I caused it. And that cause is really detrimental for people's psyche. And people have written about this. You know, that, yes, the law of attraction is powerful, but to blame yourself, really? So when you understand the law of, so law of attraction is that which is likened to itself is drawn. That's really simple. The law of resonance is that everything's in resonance fields. So if I take that example to back pain, for example, so if we're in a resonance field, field of fear, think of your cells of your body, they're glommed together. And then what comes in as a match to that is your muscles start to glom together, right? Because your thoughts, people think, oh, my thoughts and emotions don't matter but they do. So if you separate the mind from the body just for 20 seconds and you take the fear that your mind's doing, then the resonance, if I use that principle, the, the muscles will have to tighten and then we get, we get the match. So the resonance, the attraction actually go hand to get hand in hand. When you understand resonance, you understand that everything's moving at a frequency and we have to be in resonance with it. So most people have heard of the tuning forks, you know, you 
plug it to FERC and then the other ones come in and understanding them together. And yes, the book does a phenomenal job of explaining it. Understanding them together takes you out of blame, which is when you just understand law of attraction, that's what you think you're blaming yourself all day, every day. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't set my alignment right. What's wrong with me? But when you understand law of resonance, it's like, wow, there's so much more power in that. Yeah. And that's something I've been confused about in the past and other people who hear this information, you know, I always wondered there's got to be something more to it other than the universal law of attraction. It's, it can't just be that as a standalone because everything in the universe works together and that, and really ultimately is the oneness. So because of that law, law of attraction just can't be a silo. A hundred percent. And that section of the book is really, 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 really powerful on teaching you the different universal laws and, and how to work with them together because they're not separate. So when we teach our one-year course, we teach people that it's not just you were vibrating this so your coffee spilled on you, right? It's understanding how everything is connected. And that's, that's when, remember when I said it's a deeper dive? Yes. It's a deeper dive. And that's when you, you stop blaming yourself. Like, oh, this is something I need to learn. This is deeply ancestral. I understand why I think this way. Let me heal this. As opposed to blaming yourself all the time for small, big, medium-sized things that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. <laughs> I'm so glad you love that section of the book because it is such a great section. So I have to admit, I was somewhat familiar with it before, but I really actually slowed down at the law of resonance. So I know that meant I needed to maybe read it a different way or take it in, in, in a different way. Um, I mean, it's constant learning, you know, always the student, no matter how much you know, always a student. A hundred percent. And then there's the law of uh, con compensation. Yeah. And I um, think that's an important one to highlight. <laughs> the divine law of compensation. In fact, Marion Williamson wrote a really great little book on the divine law of compensation is that everything is given to us in response to what we're, we're, we're servicing in the world. That's how I think of the law of compensation. I'm, I'm one of these people, Tanya, if you haven't noticed, who simplifies things in my brain. It's how, and we describe them much more in detail in the book. But the law of compensation is if I'm out there servicing this from the true heart, then I will receive back that which I need. Versus the law of attraction, I'm going to go write myself a million dollar check and wait and it'll come. And then we forget about what we're here to serve on the planet. What is my, what is my, I just heard the word duty. And duty is really not the right word, but for those listeners, but it's really what my service is. And some people might think of it as my, what's my karmic thing? I'm here to provide the planet. And then we are literally compensated and we're literally allowed in money because people have a very funny conversation with money, right? In, in response to that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's to understand that this stuff doesn't need to be outside of you. It's actually within you. It's up to you to create your life. Money in itself does not have an energy that's good or bad, right? But the thing that we really want to remember is that if we're not honoring our worth in terms of what we're providing the planet, then it's impossible for us to receive it back. And that's why there's a whole section on money in the book as well, because we all have conversations around money. You know, that money is bad, money is evil. I've got to work really hard for money. So, but money is just an energy. It's here to help our lives and make it easier. And it's a condition of being here to earn money and to survive. A hundred percent. And it can be very simple. Yes. Especially when you 
align with that which you are is your true gift on the planet and you heal your conversations around money, then it can be so simple. Yes. So, yeah. Tell me about karma. It's a really big question. And I actually grew up a Hindu, so it's funny you're asking me because karma is big. And, you know, and there's I can answer this in so many different ways, but the way I'd answer it is, you know, the way I grew up was karma, you know, I keep hearing different ways to say it. So one one way of thinking of karma, especially growing up a Hindu, is, you know, you have a karmic blueprint when you walk into the planet. And if you put it into kind of more Western terms, is your soul has a plan coming in and it's got some regi- residue from before that you might need to heal and shift, okay? But above and beyond that karmic blueprint, the other way people think of karma is that what I put, which I put out, I get back. But most people are mixed up. If I do something good and help this woman across the street, then I'm doing good karma. So good karma should come back to me. When I really dive into the word karma, it's actually universal law. It's actually energy. So, and it's not about being good or bad, which is how Hindus, we at least is how I was raised, is that there's a good and bad to karma, right? Very judgmental. And one thing I've realized about being in this world for couple decades now is there isn't good or bad to spirit it's just love there isn't a judgment but with karma we put a lot of judgment on it i did good karma today so i should get good karma back versus just this was what i what i my heart was aligned to do or called to do to help this woman across the street rather than i'm doing it for good karma is that So is it more of a, is it more of a falling, letting the karma from the past fall away by the, the positive actions that come from love? That yes. And also in terms of the past karmic stuff, a lot of that revolves around forgiveness. Mm. So let's just use use an example because people do well with examples. If I have what I've labeled bad karma, because let's just say I was mean in my past life or in this lifetime, then I have to understand why it was me what was going on with me what was what was the wounding that i was carrying that i was carrying for, as to why it was me and then i have to look at that wounding forgive myself ask for forgiveness if i choose to from other people but really it's about forgiving myself and forgiving others the forgiveness is another huge key which is why it's in the book as well about forgiving forgiveness and of course miracles is really everything Forgiveness is, is just a, a huge part when combined with universal law, universal laws and hermetic principles, everything takes care of itself. But forgiveness is the way to release what you call the past karma. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so with intuition, then, it's something that, at least here in North America, we seem to have lost mm. or suppressed. Yeah. Would you say that that really is the fundamental cause or a, a big cause of the imbalance and ungroundedness that plagues a lot of people in their lives? I would say yes. I mean, it's even when I worked as a physician, it's, I used to see it all the time. Our intuition, the way I describe to people, it's our knowingness. And we've not, we, it's not that we've lost it, but we've ignored it and we turned to Google. Right. for everything. And we turn to talking to our girlfriends and, and doing blog posts. And, and not that there's anything wrong with any of that. There isn't. But I'll give you, an, I'll give you a couple examples. I remember I was working as a physician and um, remember this 70, some, something, 75-year-old Asian woman that I had diagnosed with lung, lung cancer, right? The worst thing you ever want to do as a doctor is to walk into a room and say, sorry, your x-ray showed lung cancer. And she looked at me and she sat me down. I knew her and she said, 
I know why I've got this. It's because I've never forgiven my son or myself and our communication stopped in less than one second. That was pre-internet, right? And if you study Chinese medicine, lungs are grief. She was yes. grieving the loss of that relationship and she knew it. But she didn't have to go Google it. She didn't have to go research it. She knew it because both of us have been around on the planet pre-internet, right? The internet is phenomenal. But what it's also created is we're always looking for the answer outside of us. And yet the thing is, and the reason, one of the reasons we wrote this book also is to take out the woo from intuition. Because a lot of people think intuition is woo. I'm a physician. I went to school for a long time. Okay. And, you know, it's really, really interesting. People go, oh, intuition, that's the woo thing. Oh, no, I'm not even going to go there. And I work with lawyers, doctors, CEOs. I work with regular people. Come see me. Right. And it's, they come to see me because they want to wake up their intuition. And to re, circle back to your question, that's 100% it. We've, we've forgotten this inner sense. And I think what happens to a lot of people is we're like, well, I started trusting my intuition back then and it failed me. And really have to look at back then what happened. And a lot of people are very, like, for lack of a better expression, messy mental energy. That's not meant to be mean. <laughs> we think all the time. And if we're busy thinking all the time, it's really hard to hear intuition. And so we have to clean up those stories and then be willing to wake it up. So the long and short answer to your question, yes. I really, truly believe that one of the, not problems, but life could get so much better if we all look for intuition, all of us. Yeah. I agree. In the book too, so you talk about hermetic principles, your background is Hinduism, and then you also draw from uh, Native American yeah. philosophy. So Ted Andrews, Animal Speak, I have yeah. that book on my shelf. Yeah. I love that book. Yeah. It's incredible. I love Ted Andrews. Signs regarding numbers or animals. I mean, that's an awareness that needs to be heightened too in order to connect. Can you talk a bit about that? 100%. Um, so spirit's talking to us 24-7, all day, every day, okay? We talk about the clairs in the book, and we'll get to that in a second. We talk about the ways we connect. So for example, I'll get into animals and numbers in a sec. But for example, one of the clairs is clear audience, our ability to hear, right? And I actually don't hear another voice in my ear, but the most common way of clear audience is hopping in a car. Most people can relate to this, turning on the radio and hearing a song that's going to help them in that distress they're in. That's an example of the universe speaking to you. Okay, so I just want to speak about that first. Now, exactly like that, the universe is speaking to us all day, every day in symbols, signs, numbers. Numbers are fantastic. In fact, Lynette, the woman I co-wrote the book with, she wrote the initial, original version of Angel Numbers. That's the little teeny book that you can, it's also an app that you can buy. And it's it basically goes through, if you know numbers zero to nine, then you can do all the combinations. When I start, I've taught many of my clients this, so they've read in the book. and they'll be driving along and the numbers in front of them are 333 or 666 or whatever. And they'll be like, okay, pay attention to that message. What's the message to go look it up? And like, oh, and it always, 100% time, this is the crazy thing. It always corresponds to what you're going through in your life. Always, always. You know, and the book um, by Ted Andrews, it's phenomenal because, you know, when you see an eagle, a mouse, a this, a that, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. There's a very powerful message. And the key is when you're seeing that, what's going on right now at this very second? What are you thinking? What are you worried about? What's happening? And connect the two. For the universe to send you an eagle out of nowhere. I mean, I live on the West Coast, so I know we see eagles, but we don't see them all the time, right? 
you have to pay attention to that coincidence. And people all see you and you use and you, you alluded to this. People all see things like that as signs. So, for example, if I meant to take this job, show me an eagle in the next week. Now, I don't personally do that a ton. Right. I use I use my own intuition a lot more, but that's I sometimes use it as an add on. Like I know, but pretty sure I know, but I want confirmation. And so it's a great way to to work with it. Yeah. I think you had something significant occur in the book. You talked about a mouse mm-hmm. being your sign in a mm-hmm. very pivotal moment of transition. So for months, and I'm sure most of your listeners can relate to this, about years, to be honest, years, um, I overlapped medicine with my intuitive coaching business. Okay. And I think, you know, you can understand, I, I'm, I love my husband to death, but I always joke, I did not marry rich, phenomenal man, right? <laughs> but I didn't marry rich straight up, right? I, I was raised to work to, to have a job and that's what I did, right? And so, um, you know, income wise, I make a bit more than him, but, you know, for God's sake, I'm a physician, right? It's hard to match that income. And so when I used to overlap medicine with intuitive coaching for years, and I kept getting the guidance to leave, to leave, to leave, to leave. And the guidance came in so many different ways. I won't even go into that. But I wasn't listening. I'm really stubborn. And <laughs> was holding on really tight to what I thought was the security blanket. Like so tight, right? And <laughs> it's that we talked about in the book, um, in one of our homes we were living in before this home, I saw a mouse in the middle of the night. It happened three or four times. And I'm, I'm petrified of, of things like mice, petrified. And I say to my husband, there's a mouse. And it was always at three in the morning and I don't have insomnia, but sometimes the energies will wake me up in the middle of the night to go meditate. That's how I think of it. It doesn't happen all the time, but it, you know, I was getting this guidance to leave medicine, do more coaching, da, 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 and I was just petrified. And so I saw this mouse and I brought up with Lynette, like I'm seeing this mouse. I looked in Ted Andrew's book, right? And the mouse was symbolizing my fear and me running after the scraps. That's what mice symbolize, right? Because what do mice do? They run around and they get little teeth. And here I am running after the scraps in the medicine because the question, a lot of us can relate to this. We have a question that's looming in our head. We talk to our girlfriends, you know? And that was the question that was looming in my head at the time for months. And I saw these mice, or it was one mouse. And my husband and son never saw it, ever. And then when I made the decision, which is a really hard decision, it took me years, to take a break from medicine and put 100% into intuitive coaching, the mice disappeared, like completely gone. I said, did you catch the mouse? No. Did the mouse go somewhere? No. It's like, right? We never, And when we moved out from that place, we never saw the mouse. Like, we're like, where'd it go, right? So, yeah. That was your mouse. It was my, it was my <laughs> mouse. And um, it was there to give me the guidance. And if you looked at my business now, you'd, you'd be shocked that I ever did anything else. Like, that's how busy I am, which I'm, I'm blessed. But there were years that I thought, that I couldn't, but then, you know, using the universal laws, hermetic principles, really understanding energy. Right. So, yeah. Fear. It's that fear that just, it's such a shackle and keeps us from what we should be doing from the transitional phases of our lives, because everything is change, right? Change is the only constant. hundred percent. And the thing is though, you know, we, it, I'm seeing a picture. We can't just whitewash fear. You know, don't be scared. And because the bottom line is we need to work through those fears as humans, as people, because a lot of our fears are also ancestral. Keep referring to that, right? You know, if our dad was afraid of safety and money, we will be too, right? It's just, we get handed down just living in that family. It's in our DNA. So we can't just whitewash it and I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to live in love and, you know, not be able to pay our credit card bills. And it's this dance. 
It's this dance, which why understanding intuition, understanding symbols, understanding signs is so important because the universe spirit, the divine is constantly, constantly speaking to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like always. And how easy could life be if we actually listened, right? That's an important point to drive home because the the self-doubt the confusion around, but those are just the thoughts in my head. That's my imagination. Um, I saw something on television. That's my subconscious now surfacing. Those are all of the reasons and really excuses why we don't interpret the intuition properly. hundred percent. And we're also like, we're also very logical beings. We're like, okay, this needs to make sense. I need to be able to study this in a scientific experiment. My subconscious is saying this, da, 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 da. But what we really understand is there's there's something much bigger on the planet and, you know, shows like yours, right? Um, Long Island Media, right? The TV show, right? There's a lot of stuff in mainstream media and podcasts nowadays that is talking about something very different. Here I sit in front of you as a physician telling you I can see things and feel things that we don't see around us. Like, how weird am I, right? But I've, I've like literally helped thousands of people through whatever they come in to see me for you know, in classes or one-to-one, right? I mean, you know, and what's possible if each of us start to wake that up? What if it's possible if each of us start to live from love? What happens to the next two generations if we're not so confused all the time, right? Right. Life could get a million times easier. And then we could live in the heaven that we assume is outside of here, but it's actually here. It's actually here. And then this will assist us with the contrast that we have to experience as, you know, being human beings. We're going to have the contrast, the difficulties, the circumstances that are not pleasant, but we're going to move through it a lot easier with our intuition intact. The universe is speaking to us all day, every day, and it's up to us to start to listen because right now we just live in so much confusion and so much upsetness and so much uncertainty. And the universe is trying to tell us we're safe and we're okay, even when contrast is occurring. For us to listen can make life so much easier. And that's the heaven that people refer to. Your intuitive coaching program. Tell me a bit more about that. So it's a year long. And so it's an intense year. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like do, 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 do. It's a year of a deep dive into everything about yourself. Okay. At the end of the year, you have the skill set to be, to run a business as an intuitive coach if you choose to. I would say a number of people just take it for themselves because it's a very deep personal journey. So you divide it up into like different modules. And one of the modules, for example, is an energy module where you really start to understand the universe laws, energy, what you're emitting, what you're not emitting, and how to shift that. Then we spend a lot of time on the body and how to heal what's going on with the body. Because in my work, the body is an energy field, like we just talked about universal law of resonance, that's a match to an energy field. So we do energy, we do body, we do a whole month on forgiveness, which is a very deep dive. <laughs> and then we do a whole month on money, like just really understanding money. And then understanding how to set up a business. We do something on something called light body, how to, how to get into your light body. And then there's a three-day in-person part. So it's all online, except for a three-day in-person part where we meet together and we, you actually learn to do an intuitive reading. So you sit across from another person because we do it halfway through the course. So you've already worked on the energy piece. You've already worked on the body piece and you've already worked on the forgiveness piece and all that stuff. So you're, you're essentially, 
your vessel is set up. Okay. So how I think about it is we've got these vessels called our body and there's a lot of crud in there. <laughs> and so the first six months of the course, it's a deep dive of removing that crud. Okay. Then when we get together in the intuition three day event, which by the way, is phenomenal. You learn how to use your, your natural intuitive gifts to pull in messages to service somebody else. So you're matched with other people. You learn how to use your intuition and it's, it's a breakthrough weekend for a lot of people. So, and by the end of it, like I said, at the end, you can, you know, set up a business if you choose to as an intuitive coach, or, you know, you can take these tools and learn how to live a really phenomenal, happy, joyful life. So yeah, it's a bit of everything. It's a fun Good. year. It's an intense year. It sounds amazing. So it's definitely not just for uh, building a practice of coaching. It's, it's a tool for life. This course is we always say it's unlike no others because there's so many layers of the course. You have the people who are in the course, then you also have all these breakout groups, pod groups, mentors. You have Lynette and I, and we're available. If you're falling apart, you just message us. We hop on a call. We help you out, right? It's throughout the year. And everybody has at least one breakthrough moment, at least, where they're like, oh my God, I've been angry at myself since I was 10 years old. And when you shift, everything changes. So it's a, it's a deep immersion and it's more deeper than the books. And again, it's not for everybody. And I respect that hundred percent, but it's for people who want to take all the books they have on the bookshelf and actually apply them and live the life of magic that people talk about. Wonderful. And where can we find you? What's your website? DrDivy.com is the easiest. I have three websites. So that's the easiest. D-R-D-I-V-I.com. It's the easiest way to find me. And then there's links to the intuitive coaching program, how to work with me, all that stuff. Wonderful. And your book is You Don't Look Psychic, written with Lynette Brown and Dr. Divi. Beautiful. Thank you so much. This has been a lovely and enlightening conversation. You do phenomenal work. And I really appreciate you walking your path and living in true alignment. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Dr. Divi. For more on Dr. Divi and to purchase her new book, please visit drdivi.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. Make sure to join me next time where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.